And if I can find a way to share what I know in an online course, then I can scale, I scale my time and scale this knowledge out further. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. I always say I'm just a girl from Ohio with really big dreams. And now I work from home running a dream business that helps you achieve your goals and create more joy in your life. This podcast is all about all the topics that really matter to you. And it's about giving you everything you need in one place. Mindset, relationships, wellness, lifestyle, money, business, and career. We have it all. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and paper, and get ready to learn. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 258, The Secret Behind Successful Side Hustles with Julie Berninger. So today we're talking with Julie, who is this amazing corporate woman who eventually was able to leave her job and move full-time into her side hustle. She actually started her business creating Etsy printables. Now, as I was talking with Julie, my mind was exploding in terms of what she's been able to create with just a few printables. She actually started out making printables for bachelorette parties and doing some scavenger hunt work, and it's really been lucrative for her. And for me, it was just one of those conversations that helped open my eyes to what's possible and remind me that making money online can actually be really simple. So if you're interested in side hustles, this is the episode for you. Let's dive in. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Julie. I'm excited to have you here and learn more about your work and your incredible story. Thanks for having me. So let's just get right to it. I'm curious to know in particular about the last few years, because I know you've been moving forward with a lot of amazing things, a new company, lots of pivots, lots of things happening. So take us back on your entrepreneurial journey and talk about the story behind the success. Okay, sure. So the last five years of my life, I've lived in three different states. Actually, I've lived in four different states, no joke. Colorado, Washington, California, and now Massachusetts. I've moved with my family 3,000 miles cross country. I started my own business. That's now a seven-figure business, Gold City Ventures. I left my corporate tech job that I'd been working on painstakingly for about a decade to do this new adventure. And I had my first kid. So it's been kind of a wild five years. Wow. So why don't you describe what Gold City Ventures actually is? Sure. So Gold City Ventures is an online course business where we help people create profitable income streams through selling digital products, particularly printables. Got it. And how did you get into that? So I had been in the entrepreneurship world for a very long time. I was working in tech, but I always felt like the corporate life wasn't for me. I was doing fine in it. I'd been getting my first promotion to manager and I was kind of progressively moving up the ladder, but I just felt like there was something more out there and just sitting in my cubicle, looking out the window, even though I was in the middle of a city and I was kind of loving it, it just felt like I wasn't fulfilled. So I was always dabbling on the side with these online businesses and I had tried blogging. Well, one day I decided to sign up for a conference and at the conference, I showed up completely by myself and realized it like hit me that I didn't know anyone here. So at lunch, I got in line for this food truck and I started this awkward conversation with the woman next to me, like, Hey, what are you going to order? This is what I'm going to order. And we got into, into talking and she told me that she makes six figures selling printables online. And that like something in my head clicked, why am I trying so hard blogging and doing all these things? I could create this 
passive income business with printables, just like she did, and essentially have my time freed up and made it easier for me to work a day job while I was building this business. And it became the foundation of what is Gold City Ventures. I love that. And so I'm curious to know, did you have any experience in the printable space at that point? No, I had been an Etsy seller. I was trying to sell temporary tattoos on Etsy and they were very profitable. I sold them for bachelorette parties. And at the time I was in my late twenties, I'm in my thirties now, but I'd been going to tons of bachelorette parties. And I knew that people were willing to throw cash at little doodads that they would throw away. So when she told me about selling printables, my immediate thought went to, oh, I should just sell printables for bachelorette parties in my Etsy shop. And I started there. And since my shop has grown, I sell templates for entrepreneurs now. I sell workbooks. I sell templates for moms and kids. I really expanded to a bunch of different niches, but it really started with that bachelorette party market back in the day. So can you already described it a little bit, but can you go more in depth in terms of what printables actually are for anyone? who isn't certain. Okay. So printables are digital files that you make on your computer. Most of us doing this, we use Canva. Some people use Adobe Illustrator, but Canva is a super easy to use free program. It's an online graphic design tool. If you're an entrepreneur, you've already used it. You probably love it by now. But what people don't realize is that you can actually make files in Canva that customers can download from you and print out on their home printers. Or you can make a digital download that's never intended to be printed, but they can use it in their business or for branding or whatever they'd like. And what did you start off creating for bachelorette parties? What sort of printables? The first thing I did was actually a bachelorette scavenger hunt for a bar crawl where the person could edit it themselves and put the locations of the bars they were going to and the bride's name and just silly things like that. It had items to check off, like buy the bride a shot, request single ladies, you know, all the standard things that people do at bachelorette parties. So that was actually where I started. That's amazing. And how much did you sell those for? So I sold each one for around five to $7 each. And my best selling printable design that only took me a couple hours, it made me over $2,000. And this is something I've always done this as a side hustle. You can not spend very much time on this, get a couple listings listed, and then just let the sales roll in. But I do know people that they've actually invested tons of time in it and they've made a six-figure business for themselves. So it really kind of depends on how much time you put into it, how much you can make. Yeah. And I'm curious, did you have graphic design experience or how did you know how to do this? No, my first designs were terrible. And honestly, <laughs> in the bachelorette party space, I mean, think of all the gaudy stuff that people yeah. buy. No one cares. And that's the tip that I tell newcomers, because I think a lot of people, particularly some of the students that have taken my course, their first thought is I want to make wall art. And that is a stretch. It's like, look, you are brand new to graphic design. You don't need to be making things that someone's going to hang in their living room for six months. Like, let's start with throwaway things, bachelorette party stuff, something like workbooks, one-time use things. You don't need to do wedding invitations right away. And that's a strategy that has worked for me as someone that's not a graphic designer. And I wouldn't say I'm particularly good at arranging clip art better than the next person. Definitely not. And so you started off with that one product and you had your regular, you know, nine to five job on the side. So talk us through the process of adding more products and then ultimately turning it into what it's been, what it is today. So I started off with the printables business and then I got really savvy with keyword research tools. And I know a lot of us who are in this kind of blogging space and even those who are coaches, you might look up what's trending on Google using trends.google.com. Or you might look up something using a fancy keyword tool like Ahrefs is one that I use. Uber suggests is kind of a free alternative. But I use tools like that so that I could get a sense of what people were looking for. 
And that was the biggest game changer in my business because a lot of people will spend hours and hours creating something that not many people are looking for. So even if you hit it out of the park, if there's just not enough people, you're not going to make the amount of money that you want to make. But if you see, oh, this is trending right now, a bunch of people are looking for this, then the ROI on your time is just going to make a lot more sense. And that's kind of the approach that I took with creating this printables business. So what did you actually type in in order to know what was trending? So in the printables world, there's certain keywords that you can imagine, like the word printable is the first one, but labels, tags, designs, templates. I mean, you can just go through and think of what words people use to describe a printable product. Or, you know, if you want to sell a digital download, there's other words like branding or words that people use too. So those are where you start. And then you really can go down the rabbit hole to find adjacent words and, and kind of create your keywords landscape. It'll just give you an idea of what you actually might sell. And I know you mentioned over the last five years, you've moved all of those times, but like, what is the span of timing of starting this business to where you are today? So I actually had a podcast about financial independence, retire early for a long time. And that's kind of a key part of my story of why I was working in my corporate job and then doing all these side hustles beyond just the fact that I knew there was more for me. I also wanted to reach a level of financial security so that I had this freedom to do whatever I wanted with my life, essentially in my thirties. So my husband and I kept moving because we were trying to chase the corporate career ladder and we kept getting better and better jobs as we moved along. But when I had my daughter two years ago, I realized I cannot be doing a hundred different things. This is like totally too stressful. Then the pandemic comes and we don't have childcare and it was just a big mess. So that was the first time that I really realized, okay, I need to make a business that can sustain my life. It can still help me reach financial independence. It can give generational wealth to my daughter. And essentially I could have my time back because I was totally stretched in at the beginning of the pandemic. So that's where I started Gold City Ventures. And it was something that I knew would be desirable because I've had a lot of success selling printables on Etsy, but I actually launched a little mastermind with my podcast listeners and I ran it a couple of times in a row and it sold out. So I knew like, oh, other people think this side hustle is cool too. And if I can find a way to share what I know in an online course, then I can scale. I scale my time and scale this knowledge out further. And when was that, that you had that realization? That was back in the summer of 2019. And then I had my daughter in August and it all kind of fell into place when I was on leave. I did get cold feet though. I think a lot of people are scared to quit corporate. So I went back from maternity leave and did another year, which I'm grateful for that, but it also was just way too much. So I would probably not do that. (laughs) If if anyone is on the fence, like maybe just take the chance in entrepreneurship and get another job if it doesn't work out because trying to do a million things at once is really tough. Let's talk about that for a second because we love talking about money mindset and different blocks around entrepreneurship. So what were some of the fears or doubts that came up for you that caused you to go back to that job? I think in in my personal situation, I've always been the provider, like the breadwinner, because my husband, he works in his passion, but he's not a money person. He's one of those like fitness people. He's helping us make sure that we're healthy, but could care less about money. So I've always felt a little bit of that responsibility for contributing to the family there. And then also just growing up, I was, I wouldn't say I was not well off, like we were more middle class, but I always had this sense that I wanted to achieve more. And I think part of it is because where I grew up, I was one of the poorer kids in my town, I guess, quote unquote. So I just always had like a chip on my shoulder about that and wanted to not be like that when I was older. So that really, really drives me to save. And I think when I was thinking about leaving my job, I had this feeling like it all could go away. 
it could go away in a day. I've just been lucky or like not imposter syndrome, but you know, the whole world will change and I'll just be stuck. And I think in myself, I didn't have belief in my own ability to get another job. And now I'm actually left my corporate job in July and I realized, okay, I can always get another corporate job. And in fact, I have a really interesting story with my entrepreneurship that will probably make me more interesting in an interview. So it's taken me a really long time to kind of work on those beliefs and I'm not totally through it. Like every once in a while, I have this moment that takes my breath away. Like, what if it all goes away tomorrow? But I'm working on it. Thank you for sharing that. And I think so many people can, you know, resonate with that. And when I started my business eight years ago, I had a job as a matchmaker making 30 grand a year. And so I wasn't exactly giving up something that was living the dream. And so it was really easy for me to kind of follow that fear and say to myself, well, if this doesn't work, I'll just get something else because I hadn't built my way up the ladder, so to speak, to a successful career. But I think a lot of people are wrestling with that and thinking, well, I've put so many years into this or I have a degree for this and how can I just throw it all away? But ultimately, like you said, when you follow that fear, the worst case scenario is you literally just get another job. And so you might as well give this a shot and follow your dream and see how it all transpires and what happens. Totally. And I think just as a female and I was working in tech, I was always waiting for that promotion or the next thing. And it can be hard for women in the workplace. I was actually just having this conversation with my sister yesterday because she got passed up for a promotion. And being an entrepreneur is like the biggest form of protest. I don't have to wait on anyone's approval to launch an idea. I don't have to convince my boss it's a good idea. I don't have to get someone's blessing to make more money. It's all on me. There are some bad things with that, but man, it feels really freeing. And when I see the money coming in and realize like, oh, my ideas were good. Now, not all of them are good. Like there are some that maybe I shouldn't have done, but being the person that's responsible and not having to get anyone else's approval to get ahead in life. That's what's so empowering about being an entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm curious to know, what would you say have been some of the challenges over the last few years besides the mindset pieces? What have you had to figure out? What ideas weren't, didn't end up panning out as you had planned? I think, well, one thing that I am good at is collaboration with other people. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they get really like scarcity mindset about their product, but your competitors are your best friends. And in fact, they have the target audience that would like your course too. So if you can find a way to fit in, like maybe you can create an adjacent offer that would be perfect for them. That's something that would be a win-win for all of you. Over the past couple of years, I've tried to figure out what those adjacent offers might be. And at the beginning, creating something that's a competitive offer helped no one. But now we've figured out, okay, like here's how we all can win here. And they're interested in promoting this and I'm interested in promoting this. And it's kind of a win-win all around. So I would say those are one of the things that I've learned to work on over the past couple of years. That's such a great point. I love that. So I'm curious to know what is the big picture dream for your company? Or I actually see you having multiple companies. I don't know if that's part of your vision, but I can see that for you. What is the big picture goal or dream? We actually named Gold City Ventures that versus something like online printables business, because we see it as being bigger than just a printable side hustle community. Yeah. Now, in order to get to that bigger vision, we need to have a bigger team. So we've recently brought on our first, and I have a business partner in this, we brought on our first person to help us scale to that vision so we can start to take on other things. But ultimately, I would love to be like a joint venture company where we can find other people like us where we were a couple of years ago that either they have a following or they have this great idea for a course, but no idea how to get that off and running where we're like, hey, we know exactly how to do this. We know how to make a seven-figure course. We just need your expertise and your skill. 
your audience that you already have, or, you know, one that you're willing to put the effort in to make, and let's do this together. So that's kind of what we're thinking. Gold City Ventures is like a community of people that are doing online businessy things and maybe more in the creative space because we have a lot of Etsy sellers in our group and people that are kind of like creative bloggers and our audience is 96% women. So always happy to serve that community first when it comes to our offerings. Amazing. So speaking of which, I know you have an ebook that people are able to get their hands on. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. So we created an ebook called The Seasonal Product Secret, and it's a 22 plus page starter guide to creating a four-figure income stream with printable products. And what is cool about this ebook is that I talk about a keyword research tool that you probably don't know about if unless you're an Etsy seller and you've been in the space for a while and how to use it. And then two, we give you ideas of what to sell for every calendar month of the year. Because if you don't know this, what sells for printables is a lot of seasonal stuff. Like for example, the holidays are coming up. If you might be someone that is in the kids space, like letters to Santa are huge right now or holiday branding for entrepreneurs. So we kind of help you come up with ideas and it will get your wheels turning in terms of what you can make too. That's awesome. So we'll link that in the show notes for sure. But can you tell people where they can find you in the online space? Yeah, absolutely. And that ebook is free. If anyone is wondering, definitely check that out in the show notes. Great. So in the online space, you can find me at goldcityventures.com. That is where you can link out to my social media. As Emily mentioned, I have multiple businesses. I had a podcast. I had a blog under a different name, but everything is under the Gold City Ventures brand primarily. So do check us out at goldcityventures.com. Love it. And final question we ask all of our show guests is what is one way people can create a life that's better than their dreams? I don't know if this is terrible, but money is the first thing that came to mind. And for anyone just starting out, I mean, my husband and I were in $100,000 of debt. We definitely married for love, not money. We had student loans. We kind of started from negative nothing. And it took us like six years to get to our sort of millionaire net worth that we were looking for. And we tried really, really hard for it. And we did some crazy things. Like we talked about moving around and starting businesses and just working really hard. But now we have this life that we envisioned about five and a half years ago, and we have flexibility. And our daughter is coming into this world with a higher net worth than I had at age 30 when she's only two. So it, it can happen for you. It, it won't happen overnight, but if you just put in the work every single day, then you can create the life of your dreams. And that's something that I didn't believe six years ago, but I'm glad I took the chance because now we have it. And what was it about for you in terms of your journey? Was it just every single day reminding yourself what was possible or what did it look like to kind of keep your spirits up high and keep moving towards the goal? I am someone that needs to meet people that are doing this. Mm. And before the pandemic, I used to go to a lot of conferences, but, and I mentioned, I went to one by myself. Like I would actually yeah. go to conferences by myself and force myself to have those awkward conversations. Like I mentioned by the food truck. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will say, oh, well, maybe you're outgoing, but in my head, I'm thinking I'm just as much of a weirdo as anyone would feel going into something by themselves. But I've met some really cool people and we met people that were ahead of us on their journeys. And they kind of, when I saw them and the life that they lived and they gave us tips and I actually listened to everything that they said and tried to implement it in my own life. That is what I needed. So now, I mean, you can get all of that online conferences, summits, messaging people in Facebook groups. I mean, putting yourself out there, I think is, is what will get it worked for me at least to make that human connection and get inspired better. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, I appreciate your time today, Julie, and I love your story. And I'm so excited for what's next for you. I know it's going to be massive things. So we'll be following along. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. 
Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life Show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life Show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.